You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Brothers Turbo. And welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me, as is always, is Todd Stark. Hello. How you doing, buddy? I have had a crazy week. What's been going on? Um, birds. Birds? I feel like I'm in like some kind of Alfred Hitchcock shit. Okay. I come home Saturday, and there are just... Somebody has beat the hell out of my Jeep. Where just like... I thought bird shit, but like there was little claw marks all over it, and just wow. like an unusual amount of bird crap all over my car, mm-hmm. like at the down the entire side. Like I parked under a power line, wow, and scratched my Jeep all to hell, all the way around it. Attacked my windows, the mirrors, everything. Right? How I went and bought what it. What the hell? And then they did it to Jenna's car. Why? I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I've seen a bunch of red birds, right? Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, I hit a. I hit a red bird on the way from, to work the other day. Like, all I seen was three red feathers, you know? And I'm so, trying to think, these, there he is, get him, you know? So they, there's a vendetta That's for the murder of like. this I bird. I keep looking for the bird in my grill. I'm thinking, they have, they, they smell him. And they are just shitting everywhere. So I went and I bought a fake owl, right? Yeah. Kind of, did you see him? No, I didn't. It's Hootie. I hung him in a tree, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, you know... <laughs> The first day, the next day, I get up to go to work, and I noticed there was there was a just a bird crap. It's, <laughs> it just slung across my jeep, one single stream, mm-hmm. like solid line, you know. And I was like, that he was like, get him! Oh shit, an owl! And like, just <laughs> shit shot on the jeep. So so far, so good. I'll have four marks on my jeep today. But that's just wow. That's bizarre. It's yeah. I've never had this happen before. I've never heard of that no. happening before. So that's interesting. Well, they have this. Just whooped my Jeep's ass. Wow. And left like... <laughs> now, has this happened all through the the work week? No, no. Just here at the house. Well, I just mean, has it ha- just happened while it you... It started happening like... last Saturday when I went to Walker okay. Stalker Con. Okay. So that's what I was kind of curious. Have you been home long enough to actually witness it happen? I've seen the birds on the top of my Jeep. That's all I've seen. And I hear them. Like, I mm-hmm. hear them. They hit, they hit the garage door, too. Wow. Early in the morning. So they're just like after you. I'd, yeah. I'd start watching myself. I'd be like, looking I out in the trees. Bird. And like, we went to the Renaissance Festival a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. two weekends ago. And Peyton got a bird whistle, right? So she's been outside doing the bird whistle. And she said, Daddy, I, I got to tell you the truth. I said, What, baby? She said, I think I made him mad. <laughs> I, it's the bird whistle. <laughs> she said, I promise I won't do it anymore outside. I'm going to start like keeping an eye on my vehicle. I don't want it to get attacked. I don't know. Like anything out there, like last night, Jenna parked uh, back. Did you see the amount of bird crap on her car? No, tonight? I didn't. You know, I mean, it looks look like somebody it. hit it with a softball bird turd, you know? Wow. It's crazy. But hmm. if you park back there, it seems like it's okay. Makes me think there's a nest up here. Could be. They, they just they find your vehicles to be a threat. They see their reflection, yeah. It's like, what is this? Go away. They sit there flying by. He's like walking, like, that a red, that's another red bird. Like, what? Bam, 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 bam. Hit the, hit the side of the Jeep. Like, that bird's <laughs> whooping your ass and you're whooping the bird's ass. I don't know. Well, outside of that, what have you been playing? 
I finally finished God of War. Finally. Finally. Finished it Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of going back and cleaning up. Been battling the birds this week and soccer. Okay. So, and, and yard work. Okay. Yeah, fair but enough. But I did finish that up. I started my, I'm getting the platinum, so I started doing some of the challenges that are on this one area you can go to. Mm-hmm. It's more, the, the whole deal with it is no story mission, but there's challenges to do to finish that world. Gotcha. So, okay. And it's pretty tough. I'm on, I think the one I'm doing now is I have to kill a hundred enemies. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> because they're all like level six, like you are. They're equal to mm. they're equal to you. They might be one level below you to give you a chance, but yeah, I've got down to like seventy. So you're, I just you're I kind of yeah, I kind of quit. I quit doing it mm-hmm. and went back out and tried to find a look, did some of the story missions that I haven't done. Try to up my armor a little bit because you you can upgrade all of the stuff now. Yeah, you can have them look like a full on knight if you wanted to. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I no no be, helmet though. Yeah, I guess it would be worthwhile. Yeah. Just to at least buff him up. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. What about you? Uh, still working on Logo, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. Uh, I feel like I've done almost, I don't want to say all, but a good portion of the side quest stuff, whether it be bricks and characters and races and whatnot, to try and get the platinum. Uh, now I'm trying to focus more on the story missions to unlock whatever has yet to unlock Mm-hmm. So I can focus on that because I started looking through a lot of the trophies that are available. Right. I'm going to hit a lot of that like right at the end because it's like got to get a hundred percent of this or you have to collect all the bricks or save all the characters. And you can't do that until you get to the very end because right. some, some things are just not available. So I'd say once I get to the last portion of the story, all these are just going to start popping. Right. So, I'll get there. Uh, and then I also kind of played... I don't remember what I was doing. I think I was trying to upload something or trying to get something going. Right. So, I was just off in another room. Uh, played Godzilla for a little bit. Uh, because I was just... Uh, I just needed something else to play temporarily. Because I was trying to move the game into the other room. Right. But I had not downloaded it. So... Yeah, I have it on disk, so that uploaded, but the update files and all my DLC and stuff like that that I already had for my files, I was like, well, I got to wait on this. And of course, my internet's not exactly yeah. primo. So. I know exactly how you feel. So I was like, all right, well, while that's doing that, I'll I'll play something else. And I just looked at Godzilla and I was like, yeah, okay. Because I tried playing Human Fall Flat and I'm at a spot where it just it got frustrating. Right. Because you have to shoot yourself through a hole. And I was like, I just, I can't, I'm not, I don't have patience for this. Right. You know, you're not going to, I have to sit here and push this and pull it. And I've shot myself at this gate enough times that I should have gone in by now. Screw it. I'm done with it. <laughs> what, okay. So what is the premises of Human Fall Flat? I don't know. There's not really a story per se. It's just one of those physics based right. games. So your character's like a little ragdoll so to speak uh-huh. and you just kind of go through these little setups to try and get from point a to point b and it, i got to a point where i was getting really good at it at the whole control scheme but that one portion trying to make me shoot through this narrow asshole with a catapult and you have to line it up just right <laughs> there's no easy way to do it so i just i was like you know what screw it i'll play something else and that's why i picked up godzilla you should still play little nightmares I do. I do need to play it. You know what I did get? What'd you get? <laughs> because this is one of those moments, you know, I was sitting there telling you, I'm not going to buy anything else. I'm not right. going to buy anything else. And of course they have sales. And I was looking what they had and they had Agents of Mayhem for like 10 bucks. 
It's like oh. the complete package, and I was like, this is not going to come. It'll be a while before this comes back around, right. so I might as well jump on it now. And so. you've already missed the start of God of War, and you're fixing to get it for me. Yeah. So, so I just went ahead and got it, so it's there for whenever. But I'm, I've still got this to play, so... And I actually went back and started looking because I've got a folder set as my backlog of 18 games in that damn thing. I don't even want to know what mine is. I need to do that. I want to do that of my backlog and just Mm. figure out. Not counting the PS Plus game. Yeah. Because some of those I've played, but I'm not going to count those because they're just given to me. But see, I've got a few that aren't in there that I know that I've played, Mm -hmm. but maybe not finished. Like I think I've got one where I think I call it like trying out Hitman's in there. And I don't know what it is about this particular one, but I had so much fun with, what was it, Absolution that came out on the PS3? I remember what you're talking about. It's I mean, I just, no, for no. whatever reason, I remember playing it. and I, I, I It was fun, dude. Probably it, could have platinumed it if it wasn't for that hard mode nonsense. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do this again. You know, it's uh, it felt like Assassin's Creed set in uh, the Hitman universe. Mm-hmm. That's what was awesome about it. Yeah. And this one doesn't feel different, but there's just something about it that's I just I haven't gotten into it like I did the other one. Is this one the one where they they release in episodes? Yeah. Do you have all the episodes? Mm-hmm. How, did you have to buy them or did you get them for free? I think it, I just got like the full package. It was on sale, mm-hmm. so I I don't remember how much it was. It was pretty cheap. So I was just like got the season pass all at once, and like I said, it it was fun but i just don't feel like i'm having as much fun with it as i was the the first one i ever played right because i even went back and tried to play some of the older ones because i think they were free and i was like nah (laughs) well they didn't change the controls man the controls were just junk back then Mm -hmm. how did we play games back then i don't know some some were good though some had decent controls but not all of them well like i think it started to change with goldeneye Mm -hmm. that layout because then it went to call of duty and got huge you know yeah just I don't understand. Like the whole moving and everything was so. It was like driving a tank. Yeah. A lot of times. Mm-hmm. Turn his body like this with R one. Why, why the hell can't I just? Because you know they hooked everything to the camera with that the right stick. It seemed like yeah. move the camera. Mm-hmm. Just can't move your person. <laughs> so stupid. I don't think we probably play Golden Eyes as well as we used to because we had those controls down pat. It got. Yeah. We got used to it. Today, no. It just it would be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about some news. I've got news. a little bit of news. <clears throat> First of all, I want to do a quick update around the net neutrality. There was a vote held in the Senate to repeal net neutrality, which passed by three votes. Good. Uh, this allows principles cited within the guidelines to remain in place until June 11th. Now, for those in favor of net neutrality, which I feel like most of us are, uh, it's a victory, but kind of a minor one at best, because... Right now, it's still kind of a perilous situation because it yeah. still has to go through another vote through the House, and it could easily be shot down there. Well, it's going to Congress now. Yeah. So when the well, they, the House votes, saying on, it's not going to make it through Congress. No, I, I don't, don't think it. it will either. I hate to, I hate to be a Debbie Downer about it, but there's a lot of people there who are not going to benefit if it if it right is voted down. So. There's that, but if by some miracle it passes, it still has to go through the president, who's got to sign off of it, and I don't think he'll sign off on it either. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I would hope for the best, but I've, I'm going to be a pessimist I, here. Anytime it involves Trump, I'm a pessimist. I don't know why. Like I want, look, honestly, I want him to do good. Yeah. If he does good, we do good. You know. But exactly. God damn it, he's not doing good. No. 
he'll do something like you know the whole thing with uh, the internet for everybody mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, I thought that was a great idea. Sure, you know he's helped. Everybody needs internet. Yeah, I need exactly. internet. Give me internet, please. But then he just shits in his in his bed. You know the next mm-hmm. day on Twitter or something like that. I'm just like get rid of Twitter. Yeah, he somebody needs to take that away from him. All right, well, we won't get political. Uh, The next story I've got is this week, Microsoft announced the Xbox Adaptive Controller. It's designed for gamers with limited mobility. It was a collaborative effort between Microsoft and a few uh, organizations such as Special Effect, the Able Gamers Charity, Craig Hospital, and the Cerebral Palsy Foundation, among others, to not only create a solution that's highly adaptive for any gamer with limitations, but also to make it affordable because... Those adapt or adapters for those type of gamers, they're they're pricey. What do they look like? The what the the devices they have? Yeah. I'm not really sure. I've never really looked into a whole lot of them, but it just it really depends on the condition, right. I guess. Um, but this controller will allow button reprogramming to help kind of fit the need, as well as support for any external inputs for third party devices. So any of those other devices they might have. This will work with it or should. I think they have a list that you can find of all the uh, uh, adaptable inputs that kind of work with it right now. Right. But the device will uh, release later this year exclusively through the Microsoft Store for $99.99, which is not too far off from what a controller costs, so it's not that bad. And uh, will be seen at E3 next month. So... Cool. I think that's good. It's a good thing. That's a, that's a fantastic idea. I would rather it be, well, I mean, I know they don't have many exclusives, so they get, they yeah. get exclusive controllers. Well, I think, I, I really hope that this will encourage uh, Sony and Nintendo to do the same thing, to try yeah. and find a way to create a controller that would work for their systems as well. But why not just form a partnership and it's there now? It would. Yeah, it would be a smart idea, but everyone's going to do their own thing. Yeah. All right, let's go through some quickets. Quickets. Uh, no Man's Sky is going to finally add multiplayer in July. I've <laughs> finally, seen it. what four years later? Yeah. Three years later? Well, yeah, it's been about. Well, maybe not that. It's been a while. It's, it's been, been years. So, uh, do you think you might go back to it? No. 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 I know that no, I. No, I have using it. Yeah, that's right. You you would have no. <laughs> I I might. I'm not going to go out of my way to do it, but if I can find someone to play with just to kind of see, because I, again, I haven't been back since all the updates. So right. I haven't either. Maybe, maybe I'll go look around. I don't know. We'll see. I, uh, I traded it in. I, I looked the other day when I seen that. I traded it in, like, so I'm, nah. I'm not going to buy it again. No. Uh, tons of new footage and information dropped about Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Kind of excited. Uh, one, police, er, one piece was clearly stated, and I don't know if you saw this, there will be no single-player campaign. Yes, but I also seen they said it's not inv- it's not included in the game right now. Okay, so, so they're pulling a Battlefront? <laughs> that's, here's, that's what I feel like. But yeah. the thing is, is like they've always done a single-player game. So we know that they can do one, and that there's yeah. probably one already floating around, but are they going to make us pay full price and then pay full price again? That would be bullshit. That's what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you bought multiplayer. This is a single player game. Even yeah, if no, you got to no, spend thirty dollars on it, that's bullshit. Yeah. Unless you include it in like the the season pass. Yeah. You know what I mean? But even that's kind of it is. Weak. But you're all you get all the map packs that you get plus you get the single player. 
for the season pass. Mm-hmm. Only well, on season pass. Not if you buy each one of them. You have to yeah. buy the season pass. Well, eh, we'll see. Yeah. I don't care. As long Me personally, that, I I'll feel better about it. Same price for the season pass, and you get that too. So it's almost like you you pretty much bought the game anyway. Mm-hmm. But they're just forcing you to get your season pass. Sure. Uh, there was a new Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, image that kind of came out, and it confirms that there will be a world around Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. And you know what I was kind of noticing? Uh, since we've got Toy Story, I think there was Monsters, Inc., Wreck-It Ralph. Have you noticed that a lot of these, I think even Frozen, I think we talked Frozen's about that. Gonna be on Have you noticed that they're leaning more toward the heavily CG world, so it's almost like you can lift those models and not have to worry about creating a 3D model of a, a 2D character now? Well... From what what I've heard is with this one they want to heavily favor a lot of the newer generations. That's is what fine. they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. I think uh, for right now, considering they've got such a yeah. wide library of new stuff that's right. really popular, I might as well take advantage. It, of it. it doesn't matter what they do. That yeah. game's going to be a success as long mm-hmm. as it stays. As long as it's done right, like the other ones. Sure. Uh, the Rage Two. Trailer That's the game. This week. Remember what I was telling you about the worst endings ever? Mm-hmm. Rage was the game. Rage was the game. The okay. ending of that game sucked. It was a total of 30 seconds long. What I seen, I don't know if there's a secret ending or so what. So it was like an old Nintendo game? Oh, dude, it was, <laughs> you know, I would rather, no, I was, at least I was excited for the Nintendo game when, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah so you are you do, looking forward to this at all? Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to play that game. The, mm-hmm. the first 50% of that game, Rage, the first one, mm-hmm. awesome. Awesome game. And then you go through this, like, game show at this one point because you get kind of trapped in this one city and you got to go through this game show to get out. Yeah. Sucks after that. I mean, it's freaking horrible. Okay. Uh, Battlefield 5 was confirmed by EA. Uh, it's Valve. It's called Battlefield 5, yeah. Yeah. Valve launched a new website and teased top secret games. Please be Left 4 Dead 3. You think it will be? On PS4. Well, we'll see. Please. They haven't said what it is, but they're top secret now. They are top secret. That's good. That's because they're going to reveal them on E3. Hey, guess what? What? Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn, is getting a super super secret DLC. I heard. A famous character of some sort. Who do you think it'll be? Larry Bird. Think so? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, who could it be? Michael Jordan? But I feel like that would take away his, his thunder. Yeah. Even, Even any other basketball player would take away his thunder. Yeah. So, did you know Shaq is the highest earning former athlete of of any? I did not. Yeah, huh. yeah, he does all those infomercials. You see, he's making more money now than when he played uh, basketball. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, good for him. That's awesome, isn't yeah. it? Smart. You wouldn't think that about him. No, dude's smart. At least he's not doing another Kazam. Yeah. Uh, he could if he wanted to. Yeah, but he doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hello Neighbor is finally coming to PS4, Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android on July 27th. I'm looking forward to that. I I know I could probably play it right now, but... uh, Better on a controller. (laughs) Yeah. Why why is that an argument? I don't know. I don't... People with controllers wouldn't be able to do as good as people with a mouse. I I just think I could hang with a person with a mouse. Could you? I, I mean... I've played with a mouse. I just don't feel comfortable with it. I'm more right. comfortable with a controller. I feel like you need to play with whatever works best for you. Right. Some can do mouse and, and keyboard and all that. Good for you, but it's not my bag all the time. Right. It makes me feel disconnected somehow. Disconnected. And maybe maybe with some time, I could probably figure it out, but 
right now I just can't. And I can understand where it could be better for for uh, first-person shooters. If you could figure it out and do it right, right, sure. I mean, sure, you'd have all sorts of mobility, but it's just I not just don't me. feel like that I would be that much better than somebody with a controller. Yeah. I don't know, but who cares? Uh, Days Gone. Yes. Had uh, character, or has mentioned in new trailers and stuff like that that you, you kind of mentioned before the show. We got uh, character customization, mm-hmm. bike customization, mm-hmm. which I'm excited about. Dude, I'm pumped about this game, period. Uh, there will be no easy mode. None. Going to have dynamic weather, which mm-hmm. I'm... Uh, which makes I, me wonder, like, uh, you know, during the video, the first mm-hmm. part was they're riding along, and you can see that it's kind of... It's not nighttime, probably middle of the day, kind of cloudy. Yeah. They're going on a mission. They're trying to chase this one guy down that, um, I guess, stole drugs or something. I can't remember what they said he did. Mm-hmm. But they're, while they're riding, it starts raining, right? So it gets muddy. And the bike started, you know, the way they were talking, it like, handles different in the mud. So I'm wondering. I would hope so, that, yeah. Because yeah, they said that, that the bike is a big part of this game. And you yeah. can lose the bike. Oh. So you, and you would have to go find it. There's no fast travel to the bike. Like, if something happens and you get separated from your bike, Mm-hmm. Well, you got to go back and get the damn thing. So I think that is kind of cool. Yeah, I really do. Uh, they said there will be large populated cities, mm-hmm. and what I what I was kind of worried wondering about that. Do they mean populated with actual people or yes. zombies? They had they said there are metropolitan areas, kind of okay. like that. So I'm, I'm interested. That's interesting. I yeah. mean, that's different for a zombie game or, right. or story, I guess. But what does it sound like? Uh, yeah. Well, we've, we've talked about it. Uh, and that the game, I, I don't really guess this is a big deal, is that it can be continued after the credits. So I'm assuming like once the game ends, right. you can still go back and do things, do yeah. whatnot, which um, I like. I also heard that the, uh, you know how they always compare it to um, The Last of Us? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got that Last of Us look. And they said, man, the only thing that the, that's about this game that's like The Last of Us is it's a third par- uh, third person action game. Yeah. And he said, it's more like Far Cry 5 than it is The Last of Us. Nice. I don't know. I've I've kind of I like bikes and games. I'm not much of a biker person in real life, mm-hmm. but like in Watch Dogs too. When I wanted to go for a, for a vehicle, bike was my where I'd go to nine right. times Same out thing of ten. Auto. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. They they handle so much better, and you have a lot more maneuverability and and get through stuff. So I kind of hope that they'll have that same feel to them, where you can just haul mm-hmm. ass, but. Also very dangerous because if you screw up, you're going to die. Well, they said that like in parts of the areas, there's um, the roads or the bridges were taken out mm-hmm. to kind of stop the infestation. And there's jumps. Okay. And you get points for jumps. Nice. And so you can't you can do you can't do wheelies though, but you can do tricks. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Um. There was another thing. What? Oh yeah, the freakers. I, mm-hmm. I didn't know this because you know you think well, they're zombies and they're just calling them freakers. They're they're living people. They're not dead. Oh yeah. So okay. I, I heard that, and hmm. they said that there's an organization in the game that's trying to heal these people. So there's a chance that you know this could end. I guess you know. So hmm. it's kind of cool when you think so about you're killing people that are technically alive. zombies. Then. Yeah, that's, they're not zombies. They have to eat. Okay. They have to sleep. Well, good. At least it's it's kind of. Changing, yeah, yeah. I seen there was one area they had like a one of the freakers' nest, mm-hmm. and they go and they throw like a, a, I guess like a Molotov cocktail on it mm-hmm. and burn it, and then they started coming out at them. So they had to sit there and kill them all. That's kind of cool. Weird. Yeah. Uh, Sony is discontinuing Vita cartridges, which I don't really guess we're all that surprised. Didn't yeah. we? We talked about recently. They said that they were going to stop production. Yeah, they. Yeah, I think so. 
or something like I that. I, remember I know that. it's 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 slowly dying. Yeah, yeah. So this is just another nail in the coffin. Which yeah, I mean, why sad. make things for it that one you're not really pushing, and you can get it digital. You know, you make yeah. it every. I mean, they probably looked at the numbers and more people are down. I don't buy games anymore. I just download the games. I, I probably only had one video game that I actually had a disc for or cartridge or whatever you want to call Tearaway. it. Uh, no, I never because I think I borrowed that from you. It, oh yeah, that's right. But yeah. I think it was it was the one that came with it. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got that. and I got Freedom Wars. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy anything else. Uh, a Street Fighter crossover is happening on the mobile game Power Rangers Legacy Wars. Ah, you want to see some Street Fighter yeah. and Power Ranger crossover? Yeah, I fall asleep. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, Gearbox said that Borderlands Three will not be at E3. It'll be the day before. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, they'll they'll be. I don't know if they'll be there or not, but you know they uh, they got to be announced. They might not be there, but they're going to be announced. Something's maybe be announced maybe some somebody. little yeah. something. Uh, Shinmu three has officially been delayed to 2019. Okay. And the last and kind of interesting bit is Nintendo has filed new trademarks on old franchises such as Star Fox, F Zero, Nintendogs, Pikmin, and more. I think they're getting ready to roll out some new games. Yeah, well, we've seen a bunch of them, I think. Mm, not all of them. Yeah, we've seen them all at PAX East. They're there. Well, eh, not not all of those. Uh, what like I'm thinking Pikmin is they're just going to keep doing the... In between times, they're going to do like Sony did until mm-hmm. they have a their first-party games get built up. Out of out of all the ones that they listed, I feel like Nintendogs is the one that's going to take... For whatever reason, like the one they're going to push because you have your game that you can take with you now and yeah. take your dog for a walk. I guarantee it's going to, oh. some, something like that <laughs> is going to come into play. Trust me. I'm glad we don't have one. Uh, right. So what we have next is a story, kind of a, an update to something we spoke about a few months back was the announcement of the upcoming Cartoon Network series Mega Man yeah. that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a few uh, few bits of information about the show. It's going to be premiering this fall. It will kind of feature like that 3D computer animation style that a lot of them do now, which yeah. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but I guess I was slightly disappointed, just kind of fingers crossed hoping it would be hand-drawn, but right. I should have known better. Uh, anyway, and uh, lastly, it actually has an official name now. It's called Mega Man Fully Charged. And this is the official synopsis, so tell me if you might want to watch the show. Okay. Aki Light is a regular, upbeat robot schoolboy. He lives in the futuristic world of Silicon City, co-inhabited by robots and humans. But this robot boy has a secret. Deep within his programming lie protocols that can transform him into the powerful hero Mega Man. When... The villainous Sergeant Knight and his evil team of robot masters emerge with ill intentions. Mega Man dedicates himself to protecting the citizens of Silicon City. Equipped with his Mega Buster arm cannon and the ability to absorb powers of his opponents, he bravely battles the wickedest of villains. In this brand new series inspired by the iconic Mega Man video game, comical action-packed adventures abound as we follow the journey of Aki Light and his alter ego Mega Man as he strives to balance life as an ordinary robot boy and an amazing superhero. An ordinary robot boy. Mm-hmm. How, how is that ordinary? Well, ordinary in the town of, or 
metropolis of Silicon City. Gotcha. I guess as it is in the it. future. It's Mega Man. I want to give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, there might be something at some point where you're just like, all right, and this is not really gravity. So, Aki Light, mm-hmm. Dr. Light's son. Mm-hmm. And I gotta wonder if he's he's gonna have a sister. He'd have to have a sister, otherwise you're and his dog. Maybe later on. Maybe later on. I don't know. So I'm curious. I'd give it a shot. Like yeah, I, I I'll guess thumbs up. Most of the time with shows like, did you ever watch uh, the the new Ducktales? Oh yeah, I watched it the other night. Because I w- I didn't want to go in sitting there thinking, ah, this is not gonna be good as the original. Ah, I didn't want to be that that grump. I was right. like, oh, I'll give it a watch. See what I enjoyed it. I yeah, enjoyed the hell out of it, it because like I think the thing I have to get used to is the new drawing. Yeah, the new art style mm-hmm. they took. But their their humor toward it, their approach to it was clever mm-hmm. because they even I remember there was an episode where they even kind of pointed out some of just the flaws of the other show, just kind of winks and nods. I think it was a uh, who was it? Huey? No, it was Louie. Louie was trying to hang around with Scrooge. Talking about, you know, he wants to learn how to be a rich business duck and all this other stuff. He's like, yeah. you got to teach me. You got to teach me everything. And he's like, oh, I'll teach you when I got time. And he's like, just hang around and watch me. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go take a dive in your money bin. And he goes to jump in. Scrooge grabs him and goes, what are you doing? You break your head. He's like, that's not feasible. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, because he used to do it. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's good. Yeah. So just little things like that were made it kind of worthwhile. So again, I'll give this a watch. See if it's worth watching. If uh, if I dig it, cool. If not, then maybe it's for somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I see. Have you seen Gizmo Duck on there yet? Not yet. Yeah, they just showed that he was getting ready to show up. Yeah, I think they were hinting at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing I just I can't use for some reason the launch pad sounds so. Yeah, he's just, a little off. He, yeah, it's off. There's something on. He's trying to mimic the old guy or mm-hmm. something. And I, I think that's what I appreciated with all the other characters that they weren't trying to mimic. They just were them, right? Themselves, just trying to put a whole new spin on everything. Right. Because David Tennant is Scrooge. That was just just do your voice, man. You got it, and right. it's perfect. Yep. So I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, next thing, and I, I've renamed this. It's no longer the rumor mill. We're gonna we're gonna have more fun with this. Truth or trash? Truth or trash? Truth I like this. Trash. I like this. Yeah. I like this. Fortnite confirmed for Nintendo Switch. Truth. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 as well. Trash. They're not, it's too early. Don't think so? Oh, wait, wait. No. What was Black Ops? The, the, the game we were just talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah they already... What are you, you talking about? Like, it's, good, it's also going to be on Nintendo Switch. Oh, no, no, no. Trash. Okay. Now, I don't know where... I, was, I went somewhere else right That's now. Fine. I well, I didn't... I, I, did, I guess I didn't specify clearly. Uh... A Fortnite Call of Duty Black Ops 4 crossover is going to happen. Nah, I think they're just talking about the Battle Royale. So no? Trash. Okay. And here is a fun, something we've never had before, a rumor debunking a rumor. Let's hear it. Yeah. From Software's new game is not Bloodborne 2, but it's going to be at E3, whatever it is. Yeah, I'd heard that. I wonder if it's going to be on Sony's stage. Mm, we'll see. Was was Bloodborne ever on another? No, no, no. It was only on PlayStation. <laughs> well, then there you go. So, truth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Truth. All right. That's all I got. That's it. <laughs> yeah. There was it was very. Did you very speaking of E3? Have you did you see Sony's press con or little thing with Sean Layden? What he said. Mm-mm. 
about that you know they they hammered down what they're going to show at E3. I didn't. They said there's going to be four there's going to be four games pretty much showcased. It's okay. going to be The Last of Us Two. You'll see gameplay. I think I did, but I didn't read what they were. But right. I think I know what you're talking okay. about. Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Um, Days Gone is going to you're going to get a lot more of that. Yeah. And Spider Man is going to be one of the cornerstones. Sure. So, so they're going to show those four. That'll be the ones that kind of hold everything together, I guess. Um, there's going to be some first-party announcements. And people are like, so does that mean they're going to make this small, like uh, PSX? Mm-hmm. Which, to me, PSX isn't that small. Yeah. But are they gonna, are, is it going to be flashy like it was last time? Well, if they've got something to flash, I'm I sure they that, will. I think they will. That's where you do it is E3, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you so just pull the flash out, show them the watch. Yeah. I think they're going to have some big announcements. Yeah. Like just because they're saying these are the games we're going to show, you're not going to see any more games. That doesn't mean you're not going to see trailers that announce some mm-hmm. big things. So I mean, they could be doing a sleight of hand, and just right. be like, "Here, look at these things. These mm-hmm. are the things that you know you're going to see." Yeah. And then just kind of shove all the other stuff in the background. It's like, right. don't let them know anything else. Mm-mm. Because to me, one of the best things I liked was you know we went to the E3 uh, PlayStation Experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the hour before the show was. Uh, just announcements of like indie games. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. You didn't have they did they didn't put them on stage because they had so much to show. They gave them a whole hour. Sure. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people seen that. Now mm-hmm. I didn't see anybody else do that. No. You know, they just I mean honestly though Microsoft did show a bunch of indie games. Mm-hmm. But I'll be doing it again. That was my favorite part. Yeah. Like I mean the show was awesome, but like I love those indie games too. Mm-hmm. I think Nintendo is definitely going to push that this year. Yeah. However they do it, whatever they do. But yeah, they've got to step up their game too because they don't really seem to have anything on the horizon right no, now other I, than I Super think, Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is we've seen a lot of their games coming, getting ready to come out is the ones from PAX East mm-hmm. because everybody was coming to Switch and even one of the developers said there's just a big demand for them. That's where everybody's going because they know they're going to get on there. Sure. So, whatever. All right, I got one bit of weird news. Ooh, just one? Yeah, because there wasn't... This is a weak week for a lot of people stuff. People haven't been weird. I think like they can't out-weird Trump, so... Well, you know. this was this was kind of weird. I don't know if you saw this or not, and if you haven't, you're going to have to grab your phone. Uh, have you seen Hairless Mario? Hell no. Look that up. Right now. Because somebody... What they did, Shaved him. They, they took his hair, his mustache, his eyebrows, his sideburns everything mario is a hairless plumber and i want i want to know what you think he looks like because i have one particular <laughs> observation as to what character he looks like oh god and anyone listening right now while todd is looking that up look Whoa. it up google hairless mario his face yeah who does he look like to you like dopey dopey's good <laughs> I said Elmer Fudd. Yeah, he does. I mean, it's like all those guys like rolled up. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Clean shave. Looks like uh, Craig Gustin that got worse. <laughs> <laughs> Eyebrows and everything. Yeah. So everybody, go go right now if you haven't done it. Google hairless Mario. You won't regret it. Look like Josh Dobbs, <laughs> play for Tennessee. Uh, I got I got no uh, got no items this week. There was nothing to buy. No, I'll buy it for a dollar. No, 
I'm sorry. And there was just I seriously looked. There was really nothing. Well, there was a lot of well, I just I I've been watching freaking Days Gone all week. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that game. So no weird no uh you know, I'll buy that for a dollar and no. nothing cool to find like that. It's just all news this week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty much. Now, before we get into our game releases, and then uh, after that, our review of the game Stay, which is on PC and Xbox One, uh, I actually had a chance to sit down and chat with the developers of the game, Inake Diaz and Danny Moya, to discuss the origin of the game, along with uh, other numerous facets about the game. So, uh, here's that interview. All right, we are sitting down with uh, the developers of the game Stay for PC and Xbox One, uh, Inaki Diaz and Danny Moya. Did I say those names correctly? Yeah. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> All right, awesome. Uh, and we also have uh, with us friend of the show, Lacia Finley, coming back just uh, because she's had some early experience with the game. She's been doing game reviews and, and hints and puzzles and everything. We wanted to get her input as well. How you doing, Lise? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me as always, man. I love it. Awesome. All right, guys. Um, first question I want to ask, and I guess this is more for the audience in, in general. Tell everyone a little bit about the game to, to kind of get them initiated as to why they would want to play this game. Well, um, it's I guess it's a, uh, hard to define. Uh, Stay is basically a, an adventure game. It has um, some aspects um, taken from visual novels, general, uh, but also from adventure games because it has a, like, like quite a bit of a hard puzzles uh, on it. So it's kind of a combination, and, and we tend to define it more as an experience than a pure game because uh, we try to get rid of the typical elements from from games, such as indications or information or tutorials. So everything. Uh, it's pretty cryptic and, and, and abstract, and we encourage users to like uh, self-discover things and, and just figuring out the rules is part of the fun for us when we when we were designing uh, the game. Mm-hmm. And basically, the, the, the premise is, is with this guy um, has been like abducted somehow, and he wakes up in a in a in a room where there's nothing, just a computer. So um, the, the players we cannot control this character. We play as, as ourselves. Uh, and we need to create this sort of connection with this character um, and, and try to lead him toward the right uh, path uh, to get out of that place and to discover what happened. Um, so then the one thing is this uh, like kind of conversation um, where we um, connect with him and chat with him and try to, uh, to create that bond and, and, and help him uh, in, in his journey. And the other aspect is the real time. Um, so again, we try to simulate as much as possible that there's uh, other life uh, depending on, on your acts and then your like support uh, so every time you quit the game and you exit the game the, the time keeps counting for this guy uh, so we um, like transfer the sense of guilt uh, and a little bit of the pressure toward the player so uh, that uh, connects directly with the name of the game which is stay so uh, players immediately feel that they they shouldn't leave uh, and they should like keep going with with this adventure till the end. Yeah, it's a very effective process. I, I know that I, I played enough to where I didn't want to leave, you know, because I, I felt that connection. And even if I was tired, I was like, I need to go to bed. But I just I want to stick around with him, you know. I don't want to leave him. 
So you did a really good job at making that that connection without anyone really realizing it. You know, it's just there and you find yourself connected to him. So I, I really dug how you did that. Uh, were there any ideas that came about, or I guess beforehand, that kind of inspired how you approach this this game? Um, Want to go, Danny, or <laughs> Yeah, you can go. I, I don't remember exactly uh, the the moment that that this this idea of the game came up. Uh, just uh, like thinking out loud, uh, like okay, uh, something like a Tamagotchi, for instance, where you have to. Uh, keep talking with with uh, some guy, but it wasn't even uh, kidnap or something that came later on when we were uh, developing the game. We just thought that maybe it's okay to have a, a story. So it, we're when we're trying to um, explain uh, or tell a story, but uh, in in real time and with these elements of like a Tamagotchi that you can you you, you cannot leave it for a long time. You have to feed him but with uh, your own presence and, and your, your talking and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that um, I mean, the, the first, um, the first like, um, joke uh, was to make like an imaginary friend on WhatsApp that's chasing you uh, constantly. Like, uh, I have a contact and I don't know who that is, but it's constantly uh, just chasing me. Uh, and then eventually we that merged with a, with a story that we want to tell. And then it was uh, key to have our writer, which was, which she was like um, keen enough to uh, merge the story that we want to tell with this uh, crazy idea of a guy um, put in a basement somewhere. Uh, and she just like triggered both, both elements and, and build that, that story, um, which we can't tell much, unfortunately, because it would spoil the, the Everything, but right. uh, the, the two, two, two things, two elements, uh, like were like made for each other, like without much anticipation, and we weren't like constantly thinking about that, but it just came up naturally, and and they and they were like meant to be with each with each other, and that's what. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say to to tell you that we should we had everything in place before building the game. It was like a natural process, and. Um, we went through different bumps and, and eventually it all came together this way. And, and that's, some reviews have, have said, and I think it's pretty accurate that this game is, is not perfect, but it's raw and it's like honest and it's like, uh, it's ourselves in it. Um, full, full transparency, full transparency. And, and uh, that's how we would feel about, about the project. Oh yeah, I would agree. It's even, even in com saying that there's frustrations or, or the puzzles are frustrating, Knowing what I know, I felt that it was a necessary part of it. I felt like if you didn't have that, you missed the point. So, and again, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything because I, I want people to play this. I want them to experience it like I did. And I, I, I agree. Despite how difficult it can be, it needs to be that because if you don't, you you completely miss the point of the game. So I, I respect that decision. Yeah, it's something yeah. that we have realized now that um, for some reason uh, users or gamers are not like uh, used to experience bad feelings when playing. Uh, they kind of reject yeah. bad feelings. We wanted to generate the same kind of feelings that Queen is going to. So uh, we want users to feel frustration. Uh, we want users to feel lost. 
uh, when they are in some uh, particular puzzle, for instance. Mm -hmm. So that is part of the journey that you need to do. And um, we understand that this is not, some people say, oh, if it's not fun, it's not a game. I need to figure it that quickly. If I'm not able to figure this puzzle quickly, you did a bad job of signing the puzzle. Um, and for us, it's, again, it's part of the process. The, this, like feeling this frustration, um, it's, it's, it's needed somehow. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. The most difficult part for us uh, has been uh, definitely how to balance the difficulty of, of the game and I mean the puzzles and how this difficulty uh, makes sense in the game. That's uh, by large uh, the most difficult part for us. We, we could have lowered the, the difficulty of the puzzles just to please everyone and then the story gets uh, a little weak, right? Right. Yeah. And, and we, we wanted to, to say, okay, so this is um, our, uh, our opinion of the game, how we wanted to, for the people to, to play this game. But now we, we also want to, uh, for the most part of the people to enjoy this game. So we are um, making some balance and adjustments to, to refine the, the, the puzzles, but, with, but to still have the essence of, of, the, of the whole game. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I can only imagine how hard that is to try to find that that balance because again, you you understand those puzzles are there because you're supposed to be frustrated. You're in a difficult situation, like it's not supposed to just be spoon fed to you. But I'm sure you've already noticed that gamers are the most vocal when they're upset yeah. <laughs> about not being yeah, able yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. draw the dots or yeah. connect the dots right away. So um, yeah, yeah. yeah you're learn. right. I'm sure you've gotten all kinds now. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> More outspoken when they are uh, frustrated than when we are pleased. They're coming to you after they've been at it for an hour and ready to flip all the tables, right? Like, <laughs> talk no, them off the ledge. We understand the, the frustrations. Mm -hmm. we, we do. Now, Lace, I'm going to turn to you for just a brief second. You got stuck on Chapter 11, which seems to be the, the, the going trend, right? <laughs> Now, I'm famous. Yeah. <laughs> it is now the infamous wall, yes. <laughs> now, what, I guess, explain your feelings of that puzzle. Like, when you, because you came to me at one point, it's like, I, I, I can't figure this out. Help me out. And, like, what were you going through when you were experiencing that puzzle for the first time before you actually solved it? I, I, I hit a wall, pun intended. No, like, when I was uh, going through a course now, it, you know, for the sake of this, um, I did have an early review copy. So, those of you who are, just picking it up now, um, it's going to look a little different. And even there was an update today, so I don't even know what it looks like as it sits right now. Um, but I, I was happy to know that I was on the right track. Um, so like going through it, I kept thinking that the Peacock had a little bit more to do with it. It was actually kind of fun to collaborate with Steven back and forth because him and I were both like, what? And then we'd try this and we'd do that. Um, and we were on the right track. But it was making that that feeling of frustration because at the first time I was playing it, I was still under the impression, even as I'm playing the game, time is ticking on for him. So I was getting a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of panic, not knowing if I'm taking way too long on this puzzle. And by the time I'm done, will he have killed himself with a brick or something? You know, like, I, I don't know. All of those things are going through my mind. Um, so 
coming to the conclusion, I'm, I'm very thankful that I, I had you guys to, to help me out because I'm still not sure if I myself would have figured it out coming from a, a standpoint of I've played puzzle games, but I'm not proficient in puzzle games. So sometimes it takes me a little bit longer to think like the developer. You know, so like that's where how I try to attack a lot of puzzles is trying to leading up to that point. What was the developer hoping that I was going to um, solve this puzzle in this certain way? Because there's always logic to it, whether we get it or not. You know, there was always a reason why the developer put it there and did it the way that they did. Um, So, yeah, it was mostly for me a lot of anxiety. And then, yeah, after about an hour, I will admit I was getting extremely frustrated. And then when Steven didn't have a clue, I'm like, you know what? I just I suck. (laughs) That was all I kept thinking. I'm like, I just, I'm not got the brain power to figure it out. Um, Yeah. I mean, what was it that way for you also? Yeah. I feel like that at some point I probably was very close because I, like you said, the peacock was a clue. The minesweeper idea was a clue. And I was like, I know I'm getting this. There's something I'm missing here. And yeah, for those of you who may not be old enough to remember minesweeper. That might mm-hmm. be another thing, too. <laughs> yeah. you know? But even as I looked at the solution, I was like, I, f- I know I was close to this, but I missed something. And I feel like that the brick in the middle for the eye is what I missed. And it was like, ah, oh, man. So, yeah, it was frustrating, but I get it. I respect it. I, I really feel like that it was necessary after the fact. A lot of these players, if they'll just give it a chance to get to the end, they might respect it too. They might have been frustrated for however many hours, but then they'll look back and say, I get that. Okay. I would hope anyway. Well, clearly so, it wasn't um, impossible of, because no. he was telling me he found uh, somebody posted a walkthrough. Was it in Japanese or or Mandarin or something that you said you'd found in Yaki? Yes. So like, uh, yes, did yes. he, uh-huh. so, I mean, someone figured it out. Like, uh-huh. you know, they just had more patience, I guess, than the rest of yeah. us, you know, <laughs> it was able to deduce it. So it's Probably not like impossible, guys. Deep. It's not impossible. You just gotta have a little patience. <laughs> it's doable. It's doable. It's doable. Yeah. yeah. It's just that uh, your, your mind tricks you because you tend to think that like the red low is going to be error and the light low is going to be okay. Uh, mm-hmm. You're missing like the point of the, of the puzzle. So you get distracted by the first like layer of information. Uh, but if you take a look at the hints, you understand that this information is valid for one purpose, then the solution is actually, uh, you need the second step uh, to understand mm-hmm. which it needs to be pushed out or not. Uh, so it's kind of like an, a Rubik's Cube that you need to solve it without paying much, much attention to what you're actually doing. Uh, to just understand the, the rules of it, uh, so it's kind of it's kind of uh, similar in that way that you need to figure it out even if you what you are seeing is not um, directly or or it looks like definitely good uh, while while you are doing it. Right. Funny thing is uh, this uh, puzzle um, at the beginning was conceived as a totally different one. And when we were doing Q&A, uh, people were saying to us, ah, this is too easy. You need to change this a little bit. And then we introduced this uh, Minesweeper uh, mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, I need to see video of the bit. too easy version, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with the current version. Uh, it, has, it, it had like the peacock, and when you uh, poke the, the, the peacock, some feathers were falling, mm-hmm. and when feathers were touching a right brick, 
uh, it was like there was like a glow in that rig, so oh. you just needed to just keep poking the animal. Oh, so <laughs> people were kind of cheating. Animal. I gotcha. It's like animal animal torture and and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I, I did. I did admit after I got frustration, I did play with that peacock probably way too much. I'm like, you know what? Just kept. <laughs> but, uh, but on the bright side, we need to realize that thanks to that puzzle, many many users uh, came to the Discord channel or to mm-hmm. the forum. So uh, bad publicity sometimes is good publicity. <laughs> we all bonded. You know, we've all bonded from the PTSD of the wall. You know. <laughs> Now, speaking of the emotions that we, we've all kind of went through with the puzzles and even that Quinn goes through, where did the idea of using the Hippocrates four temperament theorem come from? Because I found that to be very interesting. Yeah, that came uh, straight uh, from, from, from the writer, from our screenwriter. Um, she, we, we wanted to express visually somehow um, the roller coaster of emotions that Quinn was going through. Uh, during this process of this journey, uh, and it was like uh, we wanted to express it with some sort of statistics at the very beginning, but it it looked too much of a game. You know, you have like statistics. It, it was a little too straightforward, and and everything in this game is a little <laughs> different. Or, or or we try to do things like out of the box. Some, sometimes we it it, it um, ends in a, in a good outcome. So sometimes it's weird and and you kind of reject it as a user, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to do something visually uh, different. So uh, she found this, this theory. Uh, we, we have heard of, of this theory in the past, but we never thought to, to include it at the, right at the beginning. But then it was like a natural fit uh, as well to reflect uh, different moods uh, of Queen. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like that I had actually heard about it. I'm sure I've heard about it in passing, but actually studying it after the fact, I probably learned a lot just playing this game. Right. <laughs> because I learned more about, uh, uh, you know, symbols from other countries. I did that. I even learned Morse code. <laughs> <laughs> right. Geography. So, right. Geography, right, right, yeah. So I felt like I did a lot of research and, and learned quite a bit. So it, it was not only a fun game, but a learning experience. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to know that. Yeah. It was it was for us while while doing the game actually because uh, we don't know uh, all of, of that stuff uh, from our heads, right? We we do mm-hmm. some research and we mm-hmm. uh, we find that symbol or this symbol and we we should include this or that. So uh, it's been a learning process for, for for us as well. So no, I like right. that you guys did it that way because it just kind of made me as the player feel like I was actively doing more for Quinn. So it made me feel like I was more part of the game. So you weren't just splaying out every hint right there. It took me time to maybe Google, bring up a map and zoom in so I could see what, you know, once you get to that part, like where in specific we're looking for or Googling all of that up or back in the day, if you had encyclopedias or whatever, it actually made me feel like I was actively participating more in the game. Mm -hmm. So I I loved that, that it wasn't just only in the game where all the hints, you know, Mm -hmm. And that's when we need to go against the rules because I, I remember, and, and our publisher, they are super, super cool guys, but um, one thing early on that, that they told us is that we should have everything in the game because in, in especially in, in, in consoles, for instance, people, if they need to get out of the game to find a solution, uh, they are not going to like it. They are used to find solutions within the game. Uh, but you're free it's to do it if you want. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so they, they allow us to do whatever we want to do, but they just give us recommendations. And in this case, we wanted to keep the the essence of the puzzle. So if you need to find out uh, where India is and in, in, in how their numeric system looks, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, we think this is it's not that hard to, to go with your smartphone. Right. To, exactly. That. All that information is pretty quick to find now, yeah. Mm -hmm. And who has encyclopedias anymore? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Libraries. I, would, I would love to meet that guy. Uh, so speaking of which, just to kind of divert uh, slightly, how long have you guys been in the gaming industry? Yeah. I think well, since, we started uh, 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, I think it was 2011 uh, that we made our first application, right? Uh, and then we, we did a, a bunch of, of, of mobile games. Uh, Danny was living in Sweden by then. Uh, we, we, we were in different countries, different um, works, and it was in our spare time. Uh, eventually, we did a, a few more games, and we enter a, um, We won a contest here in, in Barcelona for in startups. So we had like an incubation process, and then an, uh, we moved to a different stage where we had uh, some funding to just to create our company for real, and we were able to quit our jobs and. Uh, and just dedicate full time to, to making games, and then is when they um, started. Nice, nice. Yeah, but it, it's been a learning process all the way because this is our first um, PC and Mac game and Xbox, and so we, we have been doing uh, yeah mobile phones uh, apps, but uh, this is our first like uh, more complex and more more tangible game. Yeah. Are you looking to port this over to any other consoles like the Switch or the PlayStation? Uh, we love we to. Are not, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's say we, we cannot, we are now focused on PC and Xbox, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, anything can happen uh, in the upcoming months. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, our, our lips <laughs> are sealed. In other words, <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I just know from PAX, everyone was saying the Switch was the way to go for, for indie games. So, I, I've noticed that uh, it's. I'm really happy that it's been lending itself to that. Honestly, mm -hmm. I've been hearing more and more people starting to get more into indie games because they're like, it's so easy for me to download on my Switch, and I'm like, I'm extremely happy to hear that. You know, so maybe keep tuned, right? Keep tuned. Yes. Join and the Discord. Yeah. You'll find out. <laughs> and one, 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 one funny thing is that the game uh, was initially conceived as a mobile game uh, to work with notifications and the real-time aspect of it. Oh, um, okay. But uh, it's, it's, we all know that the mo mobile space is pretty crowded and it's pretty difficult to, to work with premium titles. Uh, and, uh, well, for, for a bunch of reasons, uh, we decided, if possible, to release it first on PC and consoles. I, we were lucky enough to find um, the right partner to, to do so. Uh, so we changed a little bit the, the scope of the of the title. But initially, and, and, and in that sense, Switch looks like a like a good fit because we need to redesign our first like uh, idea of the game to make it playable on a PC or on a console. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Switch, since it's portable, and you can bring it with you, the real time aspects uh, elevates a little bit because you can check on Queen uh, more often. Right. Uh, then on a PC. Yeah, and also, 
from a from an indie company perspective, you you wanted to to throw it to all the major uh, consoles and and Steam and ev everywhere. You need to to uh, have the game everywhere to to get as much as downloads and as, as much money as possible to to keep making games, right? Right. Yeah. And, and you need to start with the highest price point, of course. Uh, uh, m mobile games are, uh, are less expensive in general, so right. you need to, to start with, with, with the other platforms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also because uh, this game is, is to be made uh, with the Unity, and it's pretty straightforward to uh, have all these little platforms. So you, you can develop once and you can have like uh, the game on, on, on different platforms is not so difficult. So for us, it's like the, the right thing to do. Uh, before I ask uh, one of my last two questions, Elise, do you have any questions that you wanted to ask? Uh, uh, kind of touched on it a little bit, but I have to say, though, that like uh, what really drew me to the game, because I, I, I saw it at PAX, and I had the pleasure of meeting both of you gentlemen and discussing the game while I was waiting in line. Um, what really drew my eye to it was the pixel graphics. Was there um, a reason why you decided to go that way as opposed to any other kind of um, design that you could have done? I mean, I know how I feel about it. I think it was perfect, but did it go through any other iterations? Mm -hmm. Well, um, we, we we said uh, earlier that we we are like um, like newies in the in the gaming industry. We came from. From design and, and programming backgrounds, mm -hmm. uh, and we did multiple things before doing games. Uh, so it was like a natural process for us to end up being doing games. And in, in art-wise, uh, we could have done any other uh, 2D um, visuals. Um, but since a few years ago, um, we I started working a lot with pixel art, and all our mobile games were in pixel art too. So it's kind of our trademark, and uh, we. We love it because it takes us to our, our childhood and mm -hmm. to our memories, uh, and also because it gives us enough abstraction to express, um, to suggest more than express directly in viewers' eyes. So people just have like a little piece of information; they they figure out the rest. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just a couple of pixels here and there change. You no, know, it's like the queen's eyebrows. If they are like up or down, and you express a lot with just a little minimal information. Right. Uh, and, and for us, it, it wasn't even like a discussion. I mean, when we, until clearly the market tells us that um, we shouldn't do more pixel art, then maybe we will jump into another art style. Uh -huh. If that doesn't happen, we will keep doing always uh, pixel stand. art. Because it, Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I mean, it's, it's what we like to do, and, and, uh, and that's, what, that's what we do, basically. And I even teach pixel art at the university here in, in Barcelona. So oh, nice. it's getting more and more um, like um, like lovers, uh, even in the academic. Uh, the younger field. generation starting to fall yeah, in love yeah. with it, seeing it brand mm -hmm. new, probably for them for the first time. <laughs> exactly. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It's a different um, like link no? or bond that they have with pixel art. Uh, mm -hmm. They grew up with Minecraft. I grew up oh. with Super Nintendo games or Amiga. So it's a different connection, but they still, they, they appreciate it as any other art style. So maybe sometimes the people that have like 30 or 40 years that they know where, where pixel art comes from, they kind of um, reject it because they think that this is maybe, this was done already and, and we should move on to other stuff. 
but actually the younger generations don't have that process in, in, in their mind. They just look at it as graphics and it's another art style, right? So nice. it's not technically, even if it's technically uh, simpler, it's not worse. It's just another art style. Right. Now, I, I would say that I don't think pixel graphics will ever go away. I think it's a legitimate art form for what it is. You're still telling your story. You're still getting your game out. I'll defend it from here until eternity because it's still a way to tell your story. It doesn't matter if you've got the highest end graphics, 4K, whatever. Does that do a service to this story? Do we need that for this story? I don't think so. The way you have it presented is appropriate for what you're doing. So, yeah, graphics do not make a game by any means. So... I'm 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 with you there. Stick stick to what we, with what you're good at there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was yeah, beautifully done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, without really saying, I guess, too much, do you guys have any other games you're kind of looking to do right now? Like any ideas you kind of got on the back burner? I know you're you're real busy with this one right now. Well, we would yeah. like to. We would love to make stay two if this is successful enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, there's a, not all endings. I mean, there are a couple of endings that are quite open, so we could. Uh, and also, uh, our writer already like um, wrote some draft on how this could like move forward. Uh, she has al- already some ideas, and um, we we had another project in mind, but it was it, it is a super super large project uh, mm-hmm. that looks beautiful in our in our heads because it's it's narrative project as well but it has control character so uh it, it's a completely different story um in, in development wise yeah uh so we really in this like danny was saying being in the studio we need to be really careful with the decisions we we, we make uh and if we jump into a a development a, a project that's going to take like three years for instance we need to really be sure that we are able to fulfill that and to have the team and the resources so it's a little bit early we have something in mind um so we have something in mind for state that is connected to state and something that's completely different but uh, yeah. it has pixel graphics and it has like a ton of pixel graphics that's what we can say uh and we honestly think that what we would love to do in this new project uh, hasn't been done yet. Uh, we need to do more research, but I think mm-hmm. it hasn't been done yet, so it would be like really, really cool. Yeah, but if if, if stay uh, goes well, like it's going, mm-hmm. uh, we'll probably do stay two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> if it's going to have puzzles on it or not. I know I now I have so many questions, but I don't want to say anything because then it kind of spoils right. the end for people. So we'll have to talk out afterwards. <laughs> I, I want to make a, a DLC for a stay, which has only like different brick puzzles, <laughs> one after another. Yes. Uh, just to <laughs> charge it, but make sure it's more than the actual game. Just because I think that Discord discussion would be fun for me to watch. Probably horrible from your end, but I would grab popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm definitely intrigued now because I would like to know how that would go. Right, I know. We can't really extrapolate right now. Outside of any, I guess, obviously you want the game to be successful, but do you have any other hopes for this game? something you want it to achieve outside of just just that it's it's popular and well received well um 
it's 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 a tough one to answer honestly because um, Danny said that perfectly. We need to make enough money just to keep it going. We are not chasing uh, like being millionaires or, or like winning earning a lot of money. We just want enough just to jump onto another two-year project. So every every game starts from scratch, right? Uh, yeah. So you, you need to just have enough resources, in, not only to do the entire development, just to have like a little enough, just to be able to have like a vertical slice or a prototype, so a publisher can trust in the game and can advance you a little bit more. So it's like a very um, gradual process. Um, and, and our hope with the game, it was more than anything, just to be able to, to release our first like complex or serious title in, in another big platform. It's our first, like Daniel was saying, our first title on Steam, our first title for console. So uh, this is already an achievement. If we are able to share the story and the majority of the users like that uh, and, and give us like the credentials or the validation that what we are doing is good enough, uh, that's our, our goal. That's for us, that's successful. Uh, success is defined every, every uh, each one of us has a different like you know, threshold for success. Yeah. Um, so for, for that, achieving that for us would be more than enough just to move forward. Yeah, I would say that. You, you never know how many copies are you going to sell, but just uh, be able to finish the game and, and launch it as you uh, conceived and as you wanted. For us, it's like a, like a big, big achievement. Hmm. Yeah. Now, I've always would... said that if you can at least just make enough to keep feeding your passions, then you've made it, right? Like, I've, yeah. I'm the same way. Like, I don't need to be rich. I just want to live comfortably and be able to do what I love. And... Hmm. That's, that's amazing to hear. Yeah. yeah. Sleep a little bit more. Maybe. Well, give, give it like a couple months and then you'll get an extra hour, maybe. Right. <laughs> Granted, this is not my game, but I, I kind of hope for, for you guys that this game reaches someone in some way. And on an emotional level, because when you really understand the, the conversation we've had, and I, I'd rather not, again, because it's spoilerish. But conversations we've had about the development, where the ideas came from, I feel like this could really connect to people emotionally if they'll just give it a chance. And I think they would be surprised, in a way, how much it actually could. Because I don't, I don't really know how to, to go <laughs> any farther without really saying much, but we, we, we all kind of experience, in a way, what Quinn goes through. So... Somewhere, some way, I would feel that someone out there is going to say, I, I get this guy. I feel like this guy, and, and I've connected with it. And maybe you'll get that, that message one day on Discord or wherever on Twitter. So it's like, you know, this game really touched me in a way so personal, and I really appreciate you guys for doing it because I have no doubt someone's I've already seen some of those conversations way. happening, actually, you know, where, yeah. where people really, it hit home what the overarching um, – point of the story was and um it, it's not flooding yet uh but but i have seen those conversations happening and it's really quite a beautiful thing when they start coming together and having that conversation together and um making friends ar mm -hmm. around this sort of thing so again like like Stephen was saying i do encourage you to keep on going and really paying attention to that story because it's 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 really touching it's really got a nice message to say Mm -hmm. Yes, and, and it has happened already. Uh, uh, like the conversation that we that yeah. uh, we have with, with with you guys, um, and it was, I mean, when you take it like, a little bit of perspective, uh, there was a, a 
guy in China that uh, sent me a message and, and we were like discussing a little bit. Uh, and this guy actually told me that he had learned a lot from the game, not from from story perspective and, and things in life and, and so, but just in a in a just based on purely the gameplay and the pace that he needed to have uh, to approach the game, and he needed more patience. And he told me, uh, I'm a developer and I'm having like a really hard time with my partner because I'm very anxious and I'm very nervous and we are not doing so well with the game. And actually, my partner uh, recommend me this game. <laughs> and after playing, I like learn a lot about myself. And now I have like a different approach uh, in, in, in the different issues that we are having. And I gain more patience and I uh, gain more resilience and stuff. So that was like amazing to me that a guy from the other side of the world yeah. uh, has used the game yeah. just to improve himself as like in a behavior uh, way. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that was like really, really touching. I mean. We we didn't expect that. You just you just share your story and just want to have like good reviews and, and, and somebody <laughs> tells you that. Oh, that's fantastic <laughs> though. Yeah. See, those are gonna be some really fun things that you're gonna have to talk about for a long time to come, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean these are universal ideas. Everyone can relate. So I think that's what really helps make it uh, uh accessible to every player out there. So it's a, it's a great game, guys. Um, I really I really hope for the best that, that it becomes something. I'm looking forward to the idea of Stay 2 because that just is <laughs> like, yeah, I have so many questions. I'm, I just want to know. I'm like, how would you do that? But I'm, I'm not going to say anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so yeah, much for you. your for your kind words. And, and it's, I mean, again, when we are developing this game for two, two and a half years, we, we are a little bit into the blind. Uh, sometimes uh, um, we you went to different events and you have good feedback, but uh, honestly, you, you still don't know if you are doing some crazy thing that no one is gonna care about when you release it. So having just people uh, just liking it and just supporting our our project, it, it means like really uh, a lot, uh, and and it makes a difference for us. So thanks again. Yeah, oh, thank you. Much. No, it's my pleasure. I, I hate that uh, I missed you guys at PAX. I don't know how I'm how I did that. She I think this was that time where we just like had split off for like that hour, you yeah. know, and wandering Perhaps. along. Because yeah. we were we were trying to hit up everybody. We wanted to make sure, and I'm so glad we did because we found you guys, or at least she did. This <laughs> has this eye for pixel art. I know. Literally, um, I was just wandering down the hall, looking up, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> walked right on over there was you know one guy in line I'm like all right i'm gonna wait i want to i want to try this i didn't even allow myself to finish the full demo because i had already known after like three or four chapters that i wanted to play the game and i didn't even allow myself to finish the full demo because i wanted to make sure i was at home and, and gave it the full attention that i wanted to give it so that's when you know it's good you're like nope 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 i gotta stop now because I'll, I'll be here all day yep <laughs> No, no, thank you, thank you. It was a pleasure to meet you, uh, and, and there's no words to thank both of you that what you are doing for us, so thanks again. It's yeah, our thank pleasure. You pleasure. Yeah. Anytime you are in Barcelona, you know that you can give us a call. There we go. Go <laughs> share a beer. I, I've got an invite now. All right, all right. There we go. <laughs> absolutely. We can, we can discuss stay two. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, thank you for your time. Uh, maybe we'll get to see each other at another gaming event. Uh, we're we're going to make a, a habit of going. And uh, fingers crossed to get to meet you sometime in person. Absolutely. 
So yeah. it will happen for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just so we put so it out there, it's still in launch week. So how long is it? You said 20% off? It's 20% off until next Wednesday. And if you get the bundle, the, the soundtrack and the game, it raises up to almost 30% off. So combined because the bundle has a 10% extra. So okay. uh, it's, it's, a nice, it's a nice moment to, to grab. So, so 20% off through May 23rd, right? Get out That's there and it. get this game. It'll do yourself a favor. <laughs> and have patience and listen to this story. You'll thank us. That's later. right. <laughs> and and if you see a wall, don't look don't for, get for, upset. For, yeah, <laughs> don't get upset. Guys, don't get upset. So, if you see the wall, you can you can search uh, lace videos on the on YouTube and, and will... Hopefully, it's still relevant today. We'll find out when I open the game back. <laughs> <It is. up. laughs> but yes. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for the interview and uh, take care. Thank you guys for having us. All right, so uh, let's get on to some release dates. Release dates. Yeah, I've actually been doing a lot more research on this, and boy, do we have a list now. Good. I mean, this is the time of year. Mm -hmm. All right, so on May 22nd, we have Pixel Ripped in 1989 for PS4, PSVR, and PC. Runner 3 for Nintendo Switch and PC. Tennis World Tour, which sounds really boring. PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. You know you want to play it. No. H1Z Run for PS4. Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2 for the Nintendo Switch. Space Hulk Deathwing for PS4. Punch Club for the Nintendo Switch. One Piece Grand Cruise for the PS4. Everspace for PS4. Gorgor Goa. There we go. Uh, for PS4 and PSVR. Nintendo or Nintendo sh- NBA Playgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> NBA Playgrounds 2 for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch and PC. Disco Dodgeball Remix for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch and PC. Star Trek Bridge Crew DLC, which is, uh, I think, the next generation DLC they're adding to it for PS4. Well, I'm sure more like the outfits and the bridge and whatnot. Uh, PS4 and PSVR. And I Hate Running Backwards for PS4 and Xbox One. Then on May 24th, we have Bloodstained Curse of the Moon for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PC, 3DS, and PS Vita. That's the. All encompassing. Um. One like the maker. Well, no, is it the maker of Castlevania, or is it in the Symphony of the Night kind of vein? I think in that that wheelhouse. Okay. Uh, Zenbound for Nintendo Switch. Baobab's Mausoleum Episode One. Oh, I'm gonna struggle with this one. Avnifagos don't eat flamingos. Nice. Whatever that is. Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> N++ Ultimate Edition for Nintendo Switch, and Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers for 3DS. Then on May 25th, we have Dark Souls Remastered for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Do you want to play that? No. Okay. I don't either. Uh, Detroit Become Human for PS4. Sudden Strike 4 European Battlefields Edition for Xbox One. Pixel Junk Monsters 2 for PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Dungeon Rushers for Xbox One and Nintendo Switch, and Seven Scarlet for the Vita. 
Seven Scarlet. Something like that. They they even it's like Seven Scarlet. <laughs> they put them all together. I'm just reading it as I see it. All right, are you ready for this review? I am ready for this review, but all I just right. realized something before you say that. Mm-hmm. You know, you just said May 25th. That's Friday. Is it? Yeah. Um, Sony is seems to start... Have, Spider-Man comes out on a Friday. That's true. God of War came out on a Friday. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I like it on Friday, honestly. Yeah, because... I get off work and I have the weekend. That's right. But I, I think it's a good move on their part. I mean, I'm down with it. Nintendo's yeah. been doing it for a while. Yeah. Well, they've been kind of doing... I know they used to do Sunday releases, which is kind of weird. Yeah, Sunday's... Oh, yeah, it's a weird release to me. Yeah, because I, I know that... Uh, I think when I got Super Smash Brothers Brawl, I think that was the one on the Wii, uh-huh. it came out on, like midnight Sunday and I was there to get it because I wanted to play it. I stayed up till 3 in the morning and Did I was like, I, I really need to go to bed. Did you go to work the next day? Well, it was Sunday. Well, it was... Technically Sunday, Saturday Sunday, night, Sunday right. morning. Gotcha. That that whole thing. All right. Well, let's get into this review of the game Stay. Very interesting game. Mm-hmm. Now, a few weeks ago, we looked back on what could be considered an unconventional video game. Phoenix Wright could easily be called an interactive novel as opposed to a video game of any sorts, yet it was never a term I chose to use. I feel that reclassifying it as another medium does it a disservice to the platform in which it's presented on. Much in the same way a choose-your-own-adventure book would be an interactive novel, not a video game. Also, by reclassifying it, you take away the idea that video games themselves can be artful, another idea we believe in on this show. Stay is a story-driven, pixel-art-style, puzzle-filled video game that will immediately keep you hooked, despite a few road bumps. The story is the main attraction of this game, with the premise alone being enough to lure in curious gamers. It begins with a man named Quinn finding himself trapped in a darkened room with no clues of his whereabouts or how he became trapped there. However, within a room is a PC that he uses to contact the outside world for help. What he gets is you. That concept alone is enough to interest me. When I find a game that could find a way to make you yourself a character within the narrative, it's an outstanding achievement. Yes. One other, only one other game comes to mind when thinking of that concept, and that is Contact for the Nintendo DS. As interesting as that concept was implemented there, it never, never felt as personal as it does here. And I think I've talked to you about that before. Yeah. What makes his journey personal is how you interact with Quinn. He's reaching out to you at first because he just needs help. However, the conversation is very defensive since he doesn't know you any more than you know him. At certain points of your conversation, you're usually given two response options with a single or third option thrown in every now and again. These choices can range from sympathy to apathy, which will affect Quinn on an emotional level, something that you can actually keep track of due to a temperament gauge. There are four colors, red, yellow, black, and blue, that symbolize a particular temperament that Quinn is experiencing in that moment. Keeping an eye on this gauge will allow you to manage what direction you are pushing the conversation, and this is crucial since the game has branching paths to follow that lead to seven different endings. One of the road bumps I mentioned earlier in the game would be the puzzles. 
At various points in the game, Quinn will come across a clue or an item or an area that could lead to solving the mystery or help him escape. These situations are laid out with a puzzle for you to then solve. Within the game's 24 chapters, I went through 10 without a brain buster. Chapter 11 presented the first real challenge. This puzzle caused me to walk away for the first time ever. After some time studying the puzzle, I deduced an answer, but how to answer within the puzzle is what proved more difficult. There were hints on the screen, but I never felt like they were clear enough to ensure the solution. However, in saying that, playing an early version of the game was what I was playing, and I have heard that this particular puzzle was getting a more refined hint. Now, other puzzles down the road still presented a challenge, with one or two feeling like an additional hint would be extremely helpful. That said, there were times I prided myself in figuring out the solutions, despite what could be considered a lack of hints. These weren't trial and error puzzles, but genuine discovery based on what was presented before me. The puzzles of this game would be a turnoff for some players who are not willing to take the time to solve it and could possibly cause them to storm away just like I did. However, I will respect the developer for not spoon-feeding answers to the players. In fact, I understand why they didn't as it has a very clever connection to the narrative. So if you're willing to be patient and give it time, and you understand why, you'll be rewarded handsomely. Speaking of time, this was another aspect of the game that I found to be ingenious. The game actually keeps track of every minute you spend with Quinn and every minute you spend away from him, adding more credibility to the idea that you were involved in his situation. In any given day, you don't know how long you have to spend with the game. Here, you find yourself wanting to stay with him and keep him company as he's trying to solve the mystery of his predicament. But maybe your own life is calling. Maybe you've got to go out to the store. Maybe you've got to go so do, do something. do you do that? Hmm? Do you do that in the game? Like, you, oh, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, in real life, like, you got to go to the yeah, store. Yeah, you have to. You, you are, have to go. I so, can, see, that's the part, like, just talking about it. You have to experience this game. Exactly. Yeah. So, maybe maybe even you're, you're playing late at night and you're tired and you, you got to go to sleep. Right. You know, the, when I first played the game, when I got to Chapter 11... That was one of the times, I mean, I was tired and I was like, I've got to go to bed. You know, I don't have time all night to play this and, and try to solve this puzzle. So the game will make you question yourself about leaving Quinn, especially knowing his mental health is at play. It never happened to me during the playthrough, but I know it is possible to return to Quinn after some time away to find him dead. Right. So the fact alone kept me playing because I became emotionally invested with this character and did not want my absence to lead to his death. Now, without getting too deep into the story itself, getting to the end may not answer all of your questions immediately. In fact, you may be left with more than you actually started with. However, that creates an incentive to go back and find a better ending and unravel the story further. If you're willing to do that, you're beginning to understand the depth that this game has. You know the situations, you know the puzzles, how hard could it be to go through this again? As truth becomes clearer, things get easier to understand, just like life. Mm -hmm. This is where Stay elevates itself above all other narrative games and finds a way to take you on an emotional journey without you even realizing it. If I'm ever asked again if video games are an art form, this could very well be one of the first games I point to. Yeah.
Okay, so I noticed in a picture, mm-hmm. and it said days to connect. Yes. You have a certain how many days? You have- it will just clock that. Okay, so when you say like, so if you're doing good, it'll say okay, so it's two days to connect. If you're doing good, but if you're doing bad, it could be more. No, it, it literally tracks your time. Okay. So if I'm sitting there playing and I'm connected with him for say an hour and forty minutes, there's a timer going the entire time I'm playing. But if I've got to stop, I could be in a puzzle. Like I was in the middle of puzzle 11 or chapter 11 with that puzzle. And I just shut it off. I disconnected. Right. So close the game, quit it. When you come back, it will show you a, a time counter, the time you've spent with him, the time you've been away. Right. So if you've been away eight hours, that's about the time you slept. It's going to tell you you've been gone eight hours and it's still clocking the time that you're still not connected to him. So that plays a factor. Yeah, like just watching, like like I said earlier or before, Mm -hmm. I seen this game at at PAX, and I just seen it. You have to play this game. Yeah, you you really really do. Fully respect this game. You have to play it. Mm. I really hope that it gets a wide release, not just on PC and Xbox, but. Finds yes, Switch, please. PlayStation, wherever. Just PlayStation. I don't care what the other one. Well, it needs to but get... The more exposure it. you can get, the better. Yeah, I agree. But mainly PlayStation. I understand. Come to PlayStation. <laughs> I understand that. But, no, it's just... It's really... I, I wish I could explain it to you more, but I, I really feel like that you really need to play the game. Even our audience listening right now, there, there are elements about the story, and it, they could have been touched on in the interview but I don't want to I don't want to expand upon them you know what I mean right because I don't want I don't want anything to be spoiled I feel like you you have to understand it and then when you hear this after the fact it makes you appreciate it so much more right you know what I mean so even I don't know I don't know what more I can really say about it other than what I just did (laughs) just play it yes go play it you got a PC, you got an Xbox, go play it. If it comes to the other consoles, we'll let you know and then I'll go play, play it. it. If it comes to PS4, I will play it. You will. But this is, I mean, in all honesty, it could easily be if you knew your puzzles, if you knew how to get through it. I could say you could probably get through this game somewhere between four to six hours. Right. It's really not a long game. Even at 24 chapters, they, they can go by pretty quick. It's the time you spend solving the puzzles that it can be time consuming. Right. And then, of course, obviously your time away if you have to put it down. Right. And that changes everything. It can. Right. Because say if you're you're really con- uh, like building a bond with him and he's getting you know used to you, he wants you to hang around, you follow that gauge and say you're, you're pretty close-knit. If you're gone for a day, I'm sure that's going to diminish. Yeah. So... I don't know. It, it's it's just cool, very though, clever. Yeah. It. yeah, it is very clever. And then that could really screw up your chances to get a better ending, too. Right. So, I, I don't know. I, I need to go back and, and go through it and try to get a, a better ending. But I feel like I want to carve out the time to spend with him completely. Yeah. That way, I'm bonding with him that entire time. And what hopefully, if he gets sick of you? <laughs> that would be funny. Just, this because, because even again, you can be a complete dick to him. Right. You don't have to care. You can just be like, dude, I don't really care. (laughs) Do whatever you want. So, however you want to play it. Uh, Well, that's our show. That was a good show. It was a good show. We had had everything in that show. We had birds. Mm Mm-hmm. 
We had a nice review for an indie game. I guess next week is my turn for an yeah. indie game. Uh, yeah, if you want yeah. to. Um, just let me know ahead of time. Yeah, I'll let you know. Because I don't want to you know, put in work for a game. and Yeah, yeah. I just need to know what it is. Yeah. Because everyone loves those icons, even though no one says <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about... Um, I was thinking about Minute. But I think, didn't you do that one already? I haven't done it yet. Okay, I'm thinking about that. For Go some for reason, it. I'm just intrigued to play that game. Uh, so am I. Yeah. I don't really feel like I need you to, to convince me to play it, but I would love to hear it. Yeah, somebody might need to convince me. Yeah, you never know. I'm, I might hate it. You might. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> you never know. But this is my opinion. That's right, and that's yeah. what it needs to be. Right. That's a promising review right there yeah. is someone's my opinion. opinion. You don't mean... have to take it yeah. as law. Yeah, because, you know, say seven out of ten people like this game. I might be one of the three that don't like it. Mm-hmm. But there's seven other people that do. That's true. So, great show. Thank you. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners out there for being here every week. Your love and support is greatly appreciated. Big thanks to our patrons. Make this show and other shows we do possible. If you're interested in supporting our show, head over to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions. Uh, as I kind of mentioned before, recently made changes to the reward tiers. So if you look before, go look again. Maybe something will catch your eye. You can follow the show on Twitter, Super Mega Crash. Like, leave reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube, wherever you listen to this podcast. Just let it be known that you really yeah. care. Help us. Help mm-hmm. us out. Let All us it know is, what just we little stink button. at and where we're good at. Mm-hmm. Just give us, a, give us a little click, a little like. A little be nice. A little tap. Mm-hmm. Click a button. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Stephen White. And I'm Todd Stark. Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. Pencil and Paper Podcast Network Production.